Shane. That's not hello. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to the Tag and Bando podcast. And like I said, thank you at the beginning. We appreciate you being here. Uh, my name is Taggart, and this is my friend Brandon. And if you didn't know... I was gonna, which... I was gonna say... Uh, I can't even remember... Uh, what do you say when somebody sneezes? Gesundheit. I was... <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have started it with Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Dear health. Thank you for joining us. Oh, he sneezed off uh, yeah. off recording. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. I forgot what I was saying. Uh, I'm Tagger. This is Brandon. If you didn't know, which you should know because you're here, we do a podcast every week and we talk it's it's a conversation sometimes we th- say funny things but we know we know comedians we just dudes and we're just talking and having a time you know reminiscing and thinking about new stuff and then and then also kind of like you know pontificating on a quizzical question so um, that's what we're going to do today and we hope that uh, we hear some of your answers uh, from these things as well, because we want to know about you as well. Yeah. So, uh, um, so email us. Yeah. At tag yes. tag and brando at gmail dot com or that's right. Uh, jump on the Patreon or our Facebook or both. Oh, we, or we our secret s- Patreon only Facebook. So appreciate that. Absolutely. What? That's right. Getting you could be a member out. of the secret, secret Patreon Facebook by being on Patreon. Brendo's level, but also, level. But, also but also Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, we obviously would appreciate any support you give us. If it's just a listen, that's great. If you think mm, here's a couple bucks, bros, then please go to Patreon and jump on there and. And join us on that adventure if you want to be a part of some cool stuff we have over there. Um, What's that other most, podcast we do? We we do another podcast for Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive. We do it every month. It's called The Beginning of the End, where we watch the beginning episode, the pilot, one might say, of a television show. And then we watch the finale of that television show the last episode and and nary an episode in between mm-hmm. uh, and, and we have and we've never seen the show before we we base all of our observations on the first and the last episode and try to fill in some gaps um, as we go uh, if we can and we we rate them on a weird scale if we think they were good or bad and then we wonder where people's sisters went. Um, <laughs> and such. Yes. And such. So if that sounds interesting to you, please go over there and jump on a, a, a tier where you would get that said extra monthly podcast. And uh, we'd love to, to we'd love to hear your suggestions for shows that we should watch that we've never seen. Um, so even if you don't care to go over there send us your send us your shows that you think we should watch mm-hmm. anyways this has been a long introduction so if you're still here thank you so much so sorry 
Um, but let's jump in then, Brandon. What do you have a question of the day for us today? Yes, indeedy. Um, so this question uh, has been kind of plaguing me for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to coin a term. Uh, maybe something along the lines of the burden of convenience. Mm. And so I want to. I want to know if there's any examples in your life where the act or the the progress of convenience has actually caused you more inconvenience or maybe it's the paradox of convenience how about that the paradox of convenience where as things try to get like easier and um more convenient i guess um that actually throws up a lot more roadblocks and difficulties for example here we go oh hit me in the early days of television a revolutionary device was invented, first wired, then wireless, uh-huh. that allowed somebody to control their television remotely. This was... Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to be in control, <laughs> but I want to be in a remote location, like my couch. I don't want to get up and walk the 5 to 20 feet across this room, depending on the grandeur of your estate, and (laughs) actually handle a knob or a switch or a button of some kind when I can lounge and have this dangly cord (laughs) across that space and click a very clunky button to change a channel to turn on and turn off my TV. And that really was the extent of it. Like the, the early right. remote controls were like three buttons and yeah, maybe you... an on, mm-hmm. but if not an on a, a, a channel up and a channel down, probably not even volume, not at the beginning. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. Right. And so then more sophisticated technology, infrared, you know, um, all these right. different these different things, um, and more and more things were you were able to do. But like, you really want to adjust the color balance. You got to do all that kind of. You got to get up there. You got to flip that little thing open on your TV. You got to like play with the the little dials or you know get the menu button, all that kind of different stuff. Right. But then there's like there this this is when a threshold was crossed. And the remote control became the primary method of control. Right. And now, throwing it to the other end of the spectrum, your television, most smart TVs, first off, finding the buttons is the, the, the first challenge. <laughs> they are... If, they there's, have, if there's buttons on the TV at all, yeah, finding them, yeah. Exactly. They're blended in, they're behind something, they're... You know, they're on the back, all this kind of different stuff. On the bottom. Right. Um, anyway, um, but yes, on the back of my television, there is a power button. There is a oh. volume button. 
On the back? Yeah. Ugh. There's a power button, a volume button, and a uh and an input button or a source button. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. There's not even a channel button. Not like, a menu button, nothing. No. So that's so if I lose my remote, I'm screwed. I lose 90%, if not more, of the functionality of my television with no remote. And they're not cheap, these these remotes. Yeah. So my question to you is, do you have other examples of, of this, of something that... As somebody's trying to make it more convenient, they're actually, in a certain sense, if you lose one key piece of that, the old convenience is gone. Like, you're you're lo- you're lost without it. Uh, uh, I don't know if I have it to that extent, but I do think that there is. With some convenience, well, in a lot of things Mm -hmm. these days, with the convenience comes more possibilities, Okay. which Mm -hmm. then almost always leads to time-consuming research to know what it is that you want to do or to find. Okay, okay. So, for example... I have a um, I have a guitar pedal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's a more it's a module. It's a pedal module that has just even with what it comes with is like a just a billion different sounds on it. Mm-hmm. And then you can of course tweak all of them or build your own you can even record like if there wasn't this sound on this thing you could go and like record an amp oh okay what an what an amp sounds like Mm -hmm. and and then it will model that sound on like you can capture it and model it on your board just like by recording it Mm -hmm. and and just the just um you know and so you think back to when like synthesizers came out cuz this all kind of dates back to that right think of when synthesizers first came out they were not convenient right they were they were huge, huge board dudes mm-hmm. over a keyboard with 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 you know uh uh, quarter inch cables basically that you plug mm-hmm. in like a switchboard and move to like I want a sine wave I want a uh, uh, you know I want a box wave I want a this wave and then there's other things that you could do and places you could do to, to, to soften or harshen mm-hmm. those tones or whatever and make actual analog synth, you know synthesizer sounds and then when they may you know then when they got to the point where they could do that all electronically then like that was really convenient because you were like, oh, I just push a button and now, oh, this sounds like an organ. Oh, this <laughs> sounds like a trumpet. What a choir right. singing, right? But it was just like you had a finite amount of options. Like mm-hmm. these are the buttons. Maybe you have a library that you can 
to go through. But you think about those old Casios where they had like the label on it that had all the voices on it. Right. You know, it was a lot, but you could still read them all and be like, oh, okay, like easy. Um, but, uh, you know, now we're at this point where like I can technically get any sound I want. I could record anything mm-hmm. and it would, it could, mo- it could, it would uh, just pitch those. It could model that, mm-hmm. and then like I could save it and do something with it and whatever. Um, so like if you wanted to make a song and you just like had like a like a word, then you could just like if you were like yo, then you could just like make a whole song just that is the sound, but it's just at different frequencies. Or is that what if I understand you correctly? <laughs> well, uh, I, I think so. Like, okay. I mean, I could do that, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, this thing's so sophisticated that it can, like, you know, you can, uh, it can model the whole amp and, like, what it can do, and mm-hmm. and you can build that all in there by recording it and doing all this. So it has not only the sound, but it has, like, you can bake in the controls of the amp. So, like, whatever knobs were on the amp, you could build those and say, oh, this is the volume from here to here, or this is tone knobs. And so you have all that stuff that you can control as well. Hmm. And, and so it's, it's just like endless possibility, which is cool. But right. like the, the, the consumption of time to do that convenient thing. And to like, uh, just to build my first, uh, sound that I did my complete self like took way too long because I had to like do research and like what knobs do what on the pedal and how can I do this and then I got to learn what it, what does what and how I could combine these different elements like uh, yeah it's it's crazy because I can you can put compressors in it like you can put um, different pedals. I can put Waz in there. I can put reverb in there. I can put chorus in there. But then I can put an actual amp on the back end of those sounds, which is going to make it sound a little different. Or or there's a, just a million options. Mm-hmm. So it's like convenient because the box itself is fits in a shoebox at this point. Yeah, dude. Like it's smaller mm-hmm. than a shoe. Like it's like six inches wide at the longest or long at the longest Jeez. point it's not okay. very big and it's got mm-hmm. three actual like foot switches on the bottom mm-hmm. and that's it it's like a compact dude guy and uh you know i'm a little ashamed to say that for my bass i use that because it's got bass sounds on it as well as guitar sounds and synth sounds so you could run it through a keyboard you could run it through uh, a guitar, a bass. There's a lot of options. Just even the instruments you could hook up to it. Um, I basically for my everyday sound on the bass for the majority of the things I do is a preset that was just on it. <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> right. And I just like I was like I need to Ooh, get number like, five sounds great. Learning uh, this and like getting better at this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but you know. It's for convenience and for options to give you things at your fingertips, but like it's it, it, 
it's just so time consuming that it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. do I really need to do it? this? Stock sound is fine. Like, I pay this much money for this stock sound, the one that I basically use. So, I don't know. There, there, there's an example uh, for you. Yeah, exactly. And so that's that's kind of it. Is I mean, they're put. I mean, they got some presets on there, but it it is putting a lot on you. Even though the possibilities are are opened up, and and another one, I think it, it puts a lot on on the end user. I guess you could call it. Um, one thing I would say is uh, store websites mm-hmm. versus in store assistance, customer service. Yeah. There are so many times and so many places I've been to recently where maybe it's an online purchase, maybe it's not, sometimes it's whatever, but like you're directed back to the website and the person behind the counter, the physical human being with all their training and however long they've been doing this they are they can't do anything for you <laughs> like they they are somehow limited and say well you have to go to the website to do this or banking is another example like oh well you have to change that online it's like you and i might sound like an old person here and i'm not i am happy to interact with a website because they're you know not going to give me any guff right you know but i'm at the bank and i want my sucker and i want you to do this for me because i don't i've already tried a lot of times on the website or something like that and it's just like sorry we can't do that for you anymore and it's just like what are you here for well (laughs) i know i get i get the mentality with that Mm -hmm. companies want to pay people less and they True. want to have less people to pay mm-hmm. so they they you know it's but not it's, enough to be like mm-hmm. we have the option of a website anymore a lot of them are like we got to bake stuff into the website that you mm-hmm. can't do anywhere else to make people go there mm-hmm. so that we can have less of, less of a, a staff but yeah, it's infuriating it just, when it's just something mm-hmm. that was like you've always been able to do. I'm here it's, in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's you very are the customer, dude. Yeah, Dunder Mifflin. Handle this. Yeah. Dunder Mifflin Infinity kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, just log it on the website. You know, it's like, yeah, you're getting the clicks and you're getting the, you know, time on the website and user interactions and all that kind of different stuff. But right. like, like it's more complicated than it should be a lot of times, and it's like, like I'm in the store because, like, I'm here already. Like, and why don't you have the access that I have, you know, or something like that, or like, right? And you stuff would think like that. they should mm-hmm. be able to, do yeah. That. Like another one I can think of is 
again going websites and just I'm because I'm just seeing these like thresholds being crossed, like I said. Uh-huh. One of the other ones is uh, the website versus the app. Initially, an app was like a very limited function uh, inter- interface, whereas a lot of times you had to go to the full website and you know you would click a link and it would right. bring up your web browser and some things still do, and you have to go to their actual website because it you know opens up the functionality or you know you need the processing power of your computer or the communication or you need a full right. keyboard or something like that to kind of like do these things but now nowadays apps are built you know kind of from the ground up or independently kind of a thing and there's a lot of apps now like i i seriously i fought setting up like a google uh nest product today and like it was like download the app and do this and i'm like oh i'm on the app don't you worry i got the app guess what (laughs) the app isn't doing anything and then like this little website comes up on the display for the device that i'm setting up and i go to Uh that and it's just like a walkthrough of the app on the website. It's like, oh, first you got to do this, then you click this to connect, and then do that. And I'm like, I understand all that, but guess what? It's not working. Like there's and there's no backup for this. Or I right. tried. I tried to set up like a smart sprinkler system, and it was like you can only set this up on the app. Sure, you can log into the website and you can create an account and you can do all this stuff, but like the app is the only way to set this up and it's just like cool beans man your app sucks <laughs> like and so i find yeah. that as like kind of I, I mean i'm not i'm not bitter about all this kind of different stuff and i'm all about progress but when all the back doors are being locked that is right. my question it's like well okay well and that's part of yeah, when you talk, when you come to companies, mm-hmm. their their convenience is not tailored to their customer, not really anymore. The convenience mm-hmm. is tailored towards their company, and right. so they're like, "Why would we have access in multiple things for this one stuff? Let's just put it one place so we don't have to develop it other places." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what apps are becoming. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, there are some things that I just definitely don't, shouldn't have to have an app for and should be able to go on the website and do what I need to do, you know, because it's something that I'd like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I might check my email every day. So an email app, great, but mm-hmm. I don't need to check my insurance benefits every day. <laughs> right. Hey, so they're changing on the I- daily? No. <laughs> right. So why do I need an app that has that information on it? Can I just mm-hmm. go on a website every now and then to check that out to make sure I'm good? Mm-hmm. Like, no, no. If you want to follow your insurance now, you, you need this app. And like, really? Like, I have fine. I mean, it's bigger than it used to be, but I still have finite space on my phone. Mm-hmm. And my phone starts sucking when it gets close to not, not you know, to that, to that cap Mm -hmm. so i want it to be smaller 
So, yeah, yeah there's some apps on my phone that mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, I like Android now because they're like, you haven't used this forever. We're, sh- we're basically <laughs> shutting it down for you. Right. Thank you, phone. But uh, are you, You're familiar with Beto's, the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I am, yes. Uh, I, I was think just... this is my, maybe the second week in a row that we have mentioned this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was browsing I was browsing and Beto's has an app and of course they do well but that's the thing it's only two Beto's locations are like quote unquote bought into this app so you can only like they're only recognizes like two of the 30 locations <laughs> and they're like down in Provo and stuff and I'm just like oh man this was somebody's like bored you know, I work at Beto's until like 2 a.m. And right. from, from 2 to f- after like, you know, from 2 to 5 a.m., I'm just like sitting here working on just building an, an app. app. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so one amazing. so one one thing that I thought interesting about about this kind of question. Um, so uh, my cousin, who uh, is in the Air Force and uh, flies like S-16s and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he he was telling me that when they were des- redesigning the cockpit for like for a couple of these jets, that um, they were replacing the instruments with like a digital touchscreen, and he's like, you know, it was really, it's like a really innovative because you can like you know prioritize different things and you can move like because like. Before it's like you know your airspeed's here, your altimeters here, you know your radios over here, like all this kind of different stuff. Like everything's just you know set, obviously. But right. now you so, can like you make it's like a desktop and sort of like a dashboard that you can move everything, like move everything around, you right? Can customize it to where you exactly want it to be or where you want to see it. So you would you okay. would kind of get in and you log in and you're like, okay, I want my you know. Like I want this over here, and I want my fuel consumption over here, and da 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 da, right? And you can bring certain things up, and then it will go into your HUD when you're looking around, and all this kind of different stuff. But like when they were talking about it and like showing it to the pilots and everything, they're like, "We need a physical lever for the landing gear." It's like I'm not counting on a touchscreen to say that I can land the freaking plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, like if I w- yeah. this system fails, we will crash. Yes. So, it's so like, it's yeah. like, I'm not getting like, you know, like they're in a war, like war zone, you know, I'm not catching like a straight bullet and this thing goes down or even worse, like the software, like, you know, like, and this also leads to something we've talked about before, like button fatigue. Um, how, like, if your car doesn't start, like, and you have, like, you know, a uh, earlier model car, like, you right. can kind of tell. Like, you're like, okay, like, I'm turning the key and I can hear the starter going or I can't hear the starter going and like you can right. kind of piece piece it out like what might be going wrong have some kind of clue right right but like when you go to an elevator and you push the button and the elevator doesn't show up you have no idea what's going on like right like, like i guess the 
like the button lights up, right? Or does do these like buttons light up? Like what? Like what? What's going on? And so like that whole thing on like touch screens is like a hundred times worse because like oh, because you never know. You yeah. Ne- yeah, you'll like hit it and you're like, okay, is it is it processing my command or is it? Did it did right. it get my input? Like I don't know. So oh, you, I have an app right now that that I don't know the last update or whatever. It it stinks now. <laughs> so like I load it up and I hit something, mm-hmm. and it's a music app. So I pull it up, I and I hit something, and I'm like, is it trying to play that song, or did it not take my input? Mm-hmm. Did it, you know? And you're like, is my phone just frozen? What's going on? Um, so no, I completely understand it. And when, in something like a plane, (laughs) moving all that stuff is around is cool. But if, again, if that system fails, like you have, so what now you have no alternative, altimeter and like, Mm -hmm. you don't know your airspeed. You you don't know anything. Any of these things are like Mm -hmm. you in, in something like that. It's just like, yeah, that's cool cool and all but like we need man we need we need to add along stuff mm-hmm. also so if we have like both great but we at least need the one right <laughs> that. and that's the thing so that's that's really the question in in the long run was like it's like when you're when you're making these conveniences when you're like setting this stuff up when do you drop the buttons off the back off the TV? When do you remove the functionality? Right. And it's just in most of these things, since they're products, it's just a cost base analysis where oh yeah somebody's tech, like tech switches can add up after a minute. You know yeah they're like exactly. well, we want to I mean we want to keep the cost as low as possible and sell yeah. it for as much as we can get away with. You're you're like, removing that olive from you know every whatever it was you know salad and save yourself a right. couple million dollars and you still call yourself olive garden uh, i think that was a is that united airlines something like that i'm just i'm just yeah i mean you olive garden they're big <laughs> they're the big old honking olives but uh but yeah like just stuff like that like um i don't know I mean, well, that's the thing about it, man. Like with technology, the more we conveniify things, mm-hmm. which is probably not a word. Um, oh, make it, it a word. Gives, Whatever. I think so. <laughs> it just gives things more points of failure, mm-hmm. and ultimately, that can lead to much more inconvenience mm-hmm. than you know, just like using the plain touchscreen thing as. An extreme option. If all they have is that to land the plane or to do all the things they have, mm-hmm. which is just a glorified tablet, basically, right? <laughs> Screen. Exactly. If that yeah. if that goes out, like our lives are just like now based on the pilot's like intuitions and like like finding mm-hmm. the flattest place for us to crash, basically. Well, that's like, the thing. Uh, is like is how know, how much of the how much of that input as far as like the controls and stuff like that, how much of that is digitized and everything, you know, right? like if that system went out, you know, is it also controlling some kind of backup where 
maybe if the pilot like passed out for a second, you know, it's going to be like, oh, well, I'll take control and, you know, keep you like at whatever altitude, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, now the system shut down. Now I can't get autopilot off, you know, like I can't, I can't turn, like I had autopilot on, but now I can't get it off. And so it's like, now I can't do anything. I'm literally just sitting in this tin box until it runs out of fuel and plummets to the ground. (laughs) Right. Anyway, I'm sure the military is much, much better at those contingencies since they are likely to happen. But right. But I mean, you can take that with your car scenario too, Mm -hmm. right? Like the convenient, it's a convenient switch off, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have all these bells and whistles now, and I can oh, I can project my my uh, uh, road app, my road app, my navigation <laughs> sat map, right? On the thing, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. But also now my car is also a computer, so like mm-hmm. uh, it, it, the fuel is more, you know more fuel conserving and blah, 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 blah. Right. But if, but if something goes out, it's not like, Oh, like there's three things in my engine. So I know like I can easily learn what it is that I need to do to fix this. Mm-hmm. Well, it's now, like the... we're, now we're down to semiconductor right. conductors, which like most people can't like fix, you know, on their right. own. Well, like what about those Priuses that like were like crashing into things because they wouldn't stop, you know? Like the brakes oh, were electronic, yeah. and like uh, I mean, I don't understand every, well, everything about a, it, but right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something that that I ran into the other day, and I you just reminded me of this. So my car died. Mm. My car died at home, um, and I had to go somewhere. I was like, oh, cramps. My wife is gone Freeze. with the other car, mm-hmm. so like she can't jump me. But I know it's just the battery. The battery's dead, and I need help. So I called our next door neighbor and she came over with her car mm-hmm. and she's like yeah let's jump your car and I and I lift up her hood and there's nothing <laughs> there's like literally nothing I can hook it to right. and I'm like how are we doing this and then uh, you know a couple seconds later reading sides of cars and things I'm like your car is a hybrid there's actually and then after doing some research on my phone Mm-hmm. Oh, there's actually no way to jump my car from your car. Really? Technically, I could. The I mean, technically I could because it's a battery. Right. right? If right. I could hook to the battery, regardless of, of it being recharged, if it had enough juice on it, mm-hmm. I could jump my car. But okay. they don't. But at least this car. Mm-hmm. This hybrid, which isn't one of the, you know, like, huge names or whatever, so Mm -hmm. take that for, I don't know, uh, I don't know, uh, carte blanche if this is how all of these are, but the batteries are not easy to get to. Right. Because, you know, um, they're set for those batteries to last you much longer than a normal battery would Mm -hmm. in your car, right? Right. Um, I mean, they're for very trained technical professionals to service, not right. not a swap out at, you know, 
like on the side of like you right. know, Walmart or something. Exactly, yes. which I understand to a degree, but also the batteries, like you should be able to do it. So, but like doing the research on the car, I was like, I, I gotta move, remove like multiple panels, mm-hmm. multiple screws, not like thumb screws that I can just unscrew. Like right. I, I need tools. I need stuff mm-hmm. I, you know there might be some specialized heads maybe some torques maybe some allens like to get right. into where the batteries even are mm-hmm. and i was like oh yeah this is not gonna work like like you you know if you have a hybrid like great nice for the environment like some of these things but if your buddy breaks down like you, you, you are giving him a that. ride to somewhere. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't help him start his car. So uh, she had to go get a different car. But, but uh, wow, I didn't even think of that. I never, never thought of it either. Like it, it, nothing crossed my mind that that would be even a deal. And even at first when I was like, oh, it's a hybrid, but I was like, it's got a battery. Like, we could do this. And I was like, oh, no. Like, even all the forums that were mm-hmm. popping up when I was like, can you jump a car with a battery? If they have... Um, terminals somewhere. like Yeah, if they have terminals, it's to jump their own car. Doesn't work both ways? Okay. No, it's weird. It's like, no, you could jump your car with a different battery. Right. With a with a loose like with a loose battery, mm-hmm. basically, or a different car, you could jump it to help charge yours up. Basically, right. Right. That's what I was getting at, you know, because. I guess it has its own separate battery. Yeah, because I, I... To start the car versus, like... I wonder... To power the car? Let me, let me look here. I don't... I bet you couldn't do it with a Tesla. Like, jump a car. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a Tesla, so I don't know if that's right. the case. But, like... Uh, yeah, they're not trusting people to be able to jump other people's cars with those cars. Like, they're mm-hmm. not designed to do that. And I couldn't find anything that even remotely had I mean it was a quick research so there might be stuff out there but I couldn't I didn't find anything where anyone had even given it a go you know right which is surprising mm-hmm. but anyways so that you remind me of that that's something that I was like well, well that's not convenient yeah but, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm looking at this forum, and they're like, what do I do? <laughs> like, do I turn my Tesla on to, like, help jump somebody? Or what? And, like, yeah, I mean, I, I almost like the best you can do is literally, like, those those ones that plug into the uh, cigarette lighter. Right. Like, that's probably the best thing you could do. You could have for if you drove a hybrid or a Tesla, it's like, well, don't carry around jumper cables, traditional jumper cables, because you're right. just you're doing nothing. You it's like get one of those jumper packs, yeah. So you could jump somebody's car if you so want to just help them out. you could just trickle charge right. their battery for twenty minutes, you know, and then right. try to jump them. 
Yeah, it says right here, manual says don't do it <laughs> from, <laughs> from Tessa. And it's like, yeah, definitely not. You shouldn't jump it. Uh, yeah, like AAA is worth it. <laughs> Please don't save your car. <laughs> like that's. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like, See, it's yeah. just like, use a different. <laughs> don't be a helper. Yeah. <laughs> Have a company. <laughs> Jump starting is a thing of the past. You shouldn't do it with a Tesla. You, it's like too many electricians on new cars. Power spikes can like, yeah, like you're, like you're probably gonna screw your Tesla, right? More than you're gonna help somebody because as soon as right. their car starts, you know, it's also gonna start the alternator unless the alternator sucks and that's why their battery's dead. Like, right. it's going to just, you know, start circulating electricity, and so who knows what's going to happen back to your Right, it yeah. can send a power surge back to those batteries, which is not supposed to take it in that way. Yeah, I, yeah, dude, it's it's a whole thing that I was, that I just never even thought about, so there you go, there's another example. <laughs> yeah, this whole forum on Tesla is like, don't do it. Spend $30 on eBay to get one of those small like booster packs you know like one of the ones right you carry in your own car like yeah man like this is that oh man that is crazy now that i think about it it's just you're gonna be like somebody's gonna be we should do a, like a little video of that like somebody just sitting on the side of the road and like oh honey are you gonna help him we can't <laughs> it's like <laughs> we, have no way. We, have, we have no way of helping them it's like he chose to pollute the environment. This is what he gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. That's awesome. I like that. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Oh wow, interesting. So, um, yeah, because I mean, even even from like a hybrid perspective, like there's no way to guarantee that when you start a car, it's actually going to be charging up the battery, right? Right. Like when you turn on your hybrid, if it's sitting there, the engine's not going to be going. And so right. you're not going to be producing electricity. So if you had terminals that somebody could tap into, like, yeah, it's, it would be stealing from your battery. Right. I don't know. It's a weird situation. And that's probably why they just ignored it. They're just like, eh. <laughs> Right. Anyway, that is, I mean, we'd love to hear everybody else's examples of <laughs> yeah. of these things that are, yeah, like little convenient, little, these, these conveniences dropping out and leaving people literally stranded on the side of the road <laughs> without their remote. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, you got a TM a, tr a triggered memory for us? A triggered memory, yeah. Let's shift gears. So I wanted to talk um, about okay. So both of us back in the day, uh, I did some musics in schools, um, mm -hmm. and I and I just wanted to throw a blanket question out. Just like, do you have any? Uh, Experiences or stories that you remember from like 
either learning music or playing music in like elementary school or like middle school or or anything like that i yeah so i i started music lessons um in elementary school for sure okay and so i okay this makes me a little um a little sad <laughs> that, <laughs> that that I have squandered so much, but I th- think back to it and like at you know in like a two year interval, right from uh-huh. like from like fifth grade to sixth grade, I had like I had taken piano lessons for a number of years from like. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna call him a private tutor, but Bob was just somebody that my mom worked with, and uh-huh. and he was a great pianist, and he would just you know help, like you know I'm sure she paid him, but he just yeah. Uh, Bob, he, the guy that built some computers for you. Yes, do Bob. Yeah, I can do a whole thing on Bob. Bob was the best. He's, he's a Renaissance <laughs> man. For he sure. is. He was awesome. <laughs> uh, he would build our computers. He would. Uh, Teach us dirty jokes, and he would teach us piano. <laughs> uh, but there's Bob, uh, piano. Uh, I did choir uh, in elementary school, guitar uh-huh. in elementary school, handbells in elementary school, and in, in yeah. sixth grade picked up the baritone. And I don't do nothing now. Like <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> and well, I must say, I must say, I don't, I don't know if everybody had this experience, but our elementary school, our music teacher, like, oh, she was on it, dude, the like best. We the best. did so. There were so many opportunities for so many different kinds of mm-hmm. music stuff at that elementary school that I just, I'm sure that not every school is like that. You know, mm-hmm. and just like you said, all those music things that you did in elementary school, all really spearheaded by one lady. Like, mm-hmm. and she was super which, cool. When you think about it, that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the choir, the handbell choir, the guitar. That was all extra. The school plays. Like, wasn't, those weren't built into like what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, in music class, like that's all extracurricular stuff that you would do. Mm-hmm. And she did all of it. Like, so anyways, yeah, that's awesome. So one thing about her, um, well, okay. I'm going to talk about handbells because handbells was the most like the, the most like, like I can remember a lot of stuff about handbells. So handbells started okay. when you were in, so, so handbell started when you were in fourth grade, right? Uh-huh. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a big thing, if you don't know anything about handbells, is the brass, I want to say? What are they made out of? Is it brass? It's like a... Yes. It's like a, yeah. Brass is a... Brass color, at least. Uh, brass, I... brass is a good instrument metal. Anyway, so the... the yeah, I think yeah, so. But you... you I'm not sure. You were not allowed to touch the handbells at all without gloves. 
with yeah with naked hands. Exactly. So every kid who wanted to do handbells had you usually got like gardening gloves, mm-hmm. um, just cotton gloves, and then when you had a performance, then they bust out like the white gloves and everything. But for the everyday, everybody just had their own gloves from from wherever. Right. Because like the um, what there's like there's a technique where like like because you can hold the handles, the handles are just like plastic or rubber or resin or something like that. Um, but there are certain things that you do, like you put your thumb like actually on the bell itself to dampen it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there are movements and, and techniques that require physical, your physical touch of the actual right. bell. Right. And you got the one where you go in and actually flick the hammer itself. Yes. When you're, on the big ones. Lay down and flick it. Mm-hmm. Um, with your other hand, yeah, exactly. Like ringing it like a bell, you know? mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, uh, so yeah, handbells, and they're also extraordinarily expensive. Like if you drop a handbell, you are like the worst person You're in, in the trouble. world. Yeah, 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 yeah for and, sure, and everything. And so they all have their own cases, and they have to be put away every time, and then they got to be like polished, right. and all this kind of stuff. So. In in fourth grade, you um, you are paired up with a fifth grader as your like little buddy, uh, your little partner, to kind of show you the ropes and you know make sure you're doing everything and you know kind of, you kind of trade off stuff. And I did not remember that. Okay. You don't remember this, and so. Uh-huh. Um, so in fourth grade, I got paired up with somebody. Da, da, da. When I was in fifth grade, I actually got two little buddies. Oh, so, really? And so you were I, like, I'm the big man. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, don't, I'm like, oh, I got this. Like, don't worry. I could teach both of these kids, you know, yeah. and everything. And then, but the, the pinnacle of that handbells is when your sister and I actually, ha- like, we stayed behind because... I'm sure our mothers were in some kind of PTA, something or other. So we're just hanging out, you know, or uh-huh. whatever. But we helped polish the handbells, and we got to touch them without gloves. It was really crazy. Yeah, it was because that was the rule. Like if you picked up a handbell even by the handle without gloves you would get your head bitten off but we were just like i mean and as a legacy of our four siblings you know we were ingratiated into her you know her little circle very very heavily and so by the time it got down to us like she was like yeah like i trust you guys like here we help and we help polish them we got to touch right. them without gloves. It was, it was like the biggest honor of fifth grade. It was crazy. So nice. Yeah. What uh, What are your uh, early school music memories? Well, it's funny because uh, you know, just talking to elementary school, I have some similar memories of our music teacher and things like that. Um, I remember one thing I remember, and it and it might have been at the point when I was in fifth grade, but like every year I want to say at least every year, 
I think we did, there was a portion where we would do like a recorder. Oh, and the um, recorder too? Dang it! Yeah, but you would do a, like a record. I want to say it was for class though. You would do like a recorder mm-hmm. uh, unit. Yes. I don't know if you if that clocks with your memory. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, again, like, she liked us a lot and uh, and uh, we were doing other or at least like I was doing like chorale at the time so I was in a se- actual choir singing group outside of school and things like this so you know she was like you're into music you're doing these things you know this stuff this makes sense to you whatever so I want to say it was probably in fifth grade, but like when um, we got to the unit for that year or whatever, she was like, she had, you know, everyone's on regular like recorders Mm -hmm. and she gave me like the huge recorder. Oh yeah. I remember that. Mm -hmm. So she had like, like this big, I don't know. I don't know what it's technical classification was. But I always think about uh, as it like a bass like uh, recorder. It was definitely right. not that low, low right. probably to be in the bass range. But but that like to my little fifth year old fifth grade body, it was giant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and probably looking at it now, I was like, that's it. But it was huge, and uh, it was like that was what I got to play that year, and ev- and everyone else had puny little regular recorders and i was like this is sweet dude i'm in the graces anyways but um but the thing that i probably remember most really from the whole time because i did you 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 mentioned some things like you mentioned choir you mentioned handbells that i definitely did but i don't have very many memories of that in, really? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. In elementary school. No, I don't have the best memory. Right. <laughs> for that time frame mm-hmm. or just in general, really. My memory's not that great. So, um, but, uh, uh, maybe one thing and that sticks with me more because I get it jogged more often, possibly, is like guitar. Because that's mm-hmm. where I learned to play guitar and since i teach kids guitar every now and then like i'll teach them a song that i learned then you Mm -hmm. know i teach a lot in the same kind of method that she taught because that's how i learned and i was like this is a good way to do it kind of Mm -hmm. thing you know we're start on chords because there's other ways you could start you could start on notes which I think is real hard, especially for young kids. Just Ooh, to start yeah. notes on the guitar. Jeez. Because um, it takes a long time before you get to play a song where if you just do chords right away, even if they're not a great singer, they can sing along with it and play mm-hmm. the song. You know? Right. So, so I teach in the method in the way that she kind of does. and um, But I remember pretty vividly you remember the song 500 miles from, uh, uh, yeah mm-hmm. from guitar mm-hmm. i don't know she i don't remember if she taught everybody i it, 
in my rosy memory, I remember that she just taught me this thing. So okay. who knows if that's really real or not. <laughs> but uh, Mrs. Fletcher exclusive. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, on that song, like you go, it's in G and you start on G or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of places where you can do like these little walk downs, like this walk up and walk down thing mm-hmm. that she taught me. And that was, and that was like big. Like, I was like, what? What? That's hmm. so cool. Right. So, um, and that was the first kind of glimpse into that. And, and, uh, anyways, I, it's funny that we're talking about this because I have a student right now and we're doing that song and I just taught him those things today. Um, which again, I don't always teach songs from, her repertoire that she gave us, but every right. now and then. Because do you still have your guitar book? I don't. I mean, I no. I, I do and I don't. I can't remember um, if your sister think, has mine still or not. Does like, she have your? Oh, I thought she had. I thought she had my book. She borrowed mine Anyways. at some point, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't remember. I, um, I want to say her book is still at my parents' house, but I could be wrong. Um, right. I mean, this was like, I don't, I don't remember. Cause it was like, I was going back and forth and she asked me if I could grab mine or something. I can't remember, right. but it's been long, long years, but, um, yeah, but well, mine, I don't remember. Yeah. Mine specific though, because. Do you remember the song? Um, is it Clementine? My like my Clementine. Oh my darling! Clementine? Oh my darling! Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody would change it to like Frankenstein, right? Right. And everything, and she just got so fed up with this. She's like, "If you're gonna sing Frankenstein, you need to write your own lyrics." And sing an entire song of Frankenstein. You can't just change one word. So I was like, oh, I got this. Challenge accepted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I sat down and I went through that song and I changed Weird Al it like to my Frankenstein and like, oh my monster, oh my monster, oh my. Da, da, da. I did not understand Frankenstein was. Not the monster, but kind of is still, because, like, maybe he's, like, Adam Frankenstein. Anyway, doesn't matter. But I did. And so my guitar book, and, like, this is the thing. Um, if you if you were, like, she would teach you these different songs, and the thing about it is if you passed the song, you would get, like, a sticker. And they were, like, uh-huh. really cool stickers, like... Right. Iridescenty and all this kind of stuff, right? And so right, if you right, pass right. it, so, you know, how you would get like a printout of the song and put it in your guitar book and you would know if you'd pass, like you'd go through it and see all your stickers and stuff. So I, I specifically have that version of that song in my guitar book because I wrote right. it and put the lyrics in there and everything. So... 
Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't good, but it was all right. <laughs> it's your first attempt, man. It's, yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. But, um, yeah, she was just such, such an awesome teacher. And yeah, choir was at like, it was like before school. So she's getting yeah, there before yeah. school. She's teaching guitar after school. Handbells was maybe after school, I want to say. Um, yeah. Right. There was a yeah. third grade choir and a fifth, fourth and fifth grade choir. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. She was there and did it. It was not like a... She was not like one of those, like, I'm a music teacher and I'm here for three hours of the day Mm-mm. to take the classes and then go home. She's there all day doing stuff all day. Yeah. And outside, of, you know, like you said, before and after school and the whole time. Like, right. And we used to just legit. hang out with her all oh, yeah. the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you guys ever go... Uh, uh, to Chuck E. Cheese with her? I don't think I got to go to Chuck E. Cheese with her. I remember vaguely there was some... What did you have to do to go to Chuck E. Cheese? I don't remember. I don't remember what it was, but there was like something... I can't remember. Yeah, it was like a, uh, it was like a limited party kind of thing mm-hmm. where you could have like a pizza party kind of thing with her. And, no, I don't uh, remember that. I, I remember it, that being a thing, but I don't think I ever actually went. It might have. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but there was some kind of motivating factor mm-hmm. to make you actually like do your work, and uh, like whether it was like for guitar or for choir or I don't remember what it was, but like. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember. I honestly don't remember going to Chuck E. Cheese. Though I think we did, mm-hmm. but I did go to her house one time for a thing. See, and that was the other thing. I remember that too as a thing, and I don't know if I ever went to that either. There was like a dinner at her house, and then like, yeah, oh man, right. I, I we're gonna have to ask siblings about this because. Right. I'm sure Paige knows everything about this. Paige's got the details down. She's screaming at us now. I know. Listening to it. Guys, it was this, and you had to do that. And, and you didn't get you to go because you were an idiot and didn't do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you had one thing that you needed to do, and you didn't do it. <laughs> right. right. You forgot your recorder like three times in a row. <laughs> and you had to use Sorry. the... Sorry, Paige. Yeah. Oh, uh, but... Yeah, she was she was great, and like so, um, so we're we're doing this like camping trip, and um, my father in law wants everybody to that has like a musical instrument like that they can bring like a guitar or harmonica uh-huh. or what have you to bring it, and you know so they can play music around the campfire or whatever. And we have concertinas that we I bought kind of on a. Uh, you know, my wife at one point wanted to learn the accordion. Accordions are either terrible condition or very expensive. There's not like a real right. good middle ground. Right. So I was like, oh, well, what about a concertina? It's it's small, it's compact, it gives you the kind of same vibe and whatever. So I found a decent concertina and everything. But 
So he wants us to bring those, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have not learned, like I have to relearn <laughs> music. <laughs> I have to relearn music at this point. Like, yeah. Well, if you need some help, just let me know. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I can bring my mouth harp. <laughs> oh, but, awesome. Yeah. Oh, good times. If, if, if you need to get your kids into music, like, just just do it, man. I mean, they're they yeah. might kick and scream and not want to practice, but man, like it's fun stuff for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was what it was. Maybe it was a practice thing for guitar or something. Yeah. You had to have a report. I don't remember. I won't. I won't speculate anymore. Anyways. <laughs> um, Ugh. Should we go to new? Let's go to the new, yeah. What, what, what's your new to do to do today? All right, well, I've watched this video today, actually. And it was <laughs> on the famous... Amos. The famous uh, 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 poem uh, of the road less traveled. Ooh, Bobby Frost. Bobby the Frost. That's right. All right. Um, and 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 I'll give this lady credit. Her what's her her Zoe B B E E. <laughs> okay. She's apparently like a English teacher and whatever, and like this. So her whole thing was like on this thing is that she doesn't really think that this poem means what most people think it means. Okay. And so, so, so I was like, the, interested. how long is the poem? The actual I mean, poem. It's, the po- actual poem is not that long. Like a stanza um, or two or, um, I mean, I could pull it up and read it to you like fairly quickly. I mean, the, the line that everybody knows is, is the I, last two lines. Yeah, of the poem, I took basically. the road less traveled by, and then the thing that I always, I got told one time, it's like, and that has made all the difference. That's the most important part. Like, right. everybody just knows the, the road less traveled by. It's like, no, you need to know that that is like, you know, I don't know, a suggestion of this. I don't know. Anyway, continue your story. Right, right. And so... So, yeah, it's four stanzas. Okay. It's not that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but her whole thing is, like, if you look at the, the the other stanzas and, like, use that as reference to try to come up with a meaning, mm-hmm. I kind of think it means something different. Well, it's weird, because I thought she was going to go in, in a way that it meant something totally different. But she's... She was kind of more arguing that the meaning that the speaker gleams from it at the end mm-hmm. is kind of a figment of his imagination. Okay. And I this is the that. reason why. She, uh, uh, at some point, well, in the poem itself, he says... Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, 
Um, uh, where I'm sorry, I gotta find where I. Where no, you're I'm good. Actually, trying to, to tell you about here. Sorry, sorry. Um, so looking down the one path, he says because it was grassy and wanted wear. He says this is the one that he chose, though. As for the passing there, had warned them really about the same. Mm-hmm. So we basically, her point is that, like, he looks down both of them and he sees one's a little wanted wear, which means that it hasn't worn as much. Mm-hmm. But basically, the very next line he says, but they're about worn the about, about the same. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like, you know, her whole thing was like, they were basically equal. And he says that later, too. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Like, basically, they're, they're about the same. Unused. They're the, <laughs> yeah. they're same. They're the same, right? Mm-hmm. Same wear from from the point of the juncture. Right. So at, at one point, does he know that the one that he traveled was really the less worn? That was her point. And I can see that a little bit, but, uh, you know, he says that one's wanted for wear. So, and if they were almost equal, then, then the one, he could tell a little bit that Mm -hmm. it was a little less worn, or at least what he could see was a little less worn than the other. So they weren't, they weren't, you know, exactly worn the same, but, but basically. Mm Mm-hmm. So her whole thing is like if he couldn't tell which one was, you know, if it was really that worn about the same, mm-hmm. and and then he says, of course, that he'd never come back and done the other path, right? Then then how is he to know for real that it was one the less worn path, or the or the less traveled, and for two. That it had made any difference whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so that was her whole argument. And I thought it interesting. I thought it interesting enough to, to talk about it right now, obviously. <laughs> but uh, right. I kind of thought she was going to hit on the point that, and that has made all the difference, mm-hmm. is a very ambiguous statement. Right. It doesn't say, and that has made all the difference for good or and that has made all the difference for bad <laughs> right you know it's uh-huh. it's actually a very ambiguous statement mm-hmm. he could be saying in my opinion he could be saying and i took the one less traveled by and that made all the difference that's probably why that was so hard to traverse because nobody goes that way you know um and so he could you know it could very well be that he's not saying it was great, but it did make a difference. <laughs> Just, but I don't know. You know, if he truly had never walked the other path, how can you tell? How? What's yeah. The, yeah. Where's the comparison? Yeah, it made all the difference to what? Like, how can you compare the two mm-hmm. or compare anything else? So. It's, um, you know, and I think her whole point was everyone touts this poem as this great motivational thing, like, Mm -hmm. don't walk the paths that other people walk, like, 
be an individual and choose the hard road and, and do the hard thing if that's what will make you happy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you want to believe it that way, then go for it. Like, if that motivates you, great. Right. But, but her whole thing was like, he just made it up. He, he took a path mm-hmm. and then had to justify it in his mind. This was her right. point. He, he basically took this path and because... It, it it was um, an arbitrary choice because mm-hmm. it because she says the paths are about the same so he made an arbitrary choice to take the one that was a little less worn and and then looking back on it since because he because at one point he does say that he stopped back and and wondered, uh, you know what was down the other path, mm-hmm. basically. Right, and and so he's since been like, mm, I wonder what that was like. Um, so obviously you can't compare the two, but also that uh, if if it really made that big of a difference to go down that path, and that it was such a life changing thing for him, why would you? Why would you care what was down the other path? Mm-hmm. You know? And so that was her whole thing that she was like, basically he had to he had to make up an arbitrary reason of why that was important to him. Because he just made a kind of a knee-jerk... Right. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, right, I mean, it's like... Arbitra- any, arbitrary uh, thing, so... Yeah, I mean, because it could be any kind of justification you know it's like oh well, yeah. i went to this school or i you know picked this career or i you know it's like you know it's like and i'm going to justify it now it's like well you're justifying it now sure but like you know where was right. this you know is it that you know arbitrary and da, da, da. so yeah i, I mean I, I understand i mean not having read the full poem in a long time like, yeah, I could see that where it's right. like, it's like, yeah, everybody kind of just misconstrues this as a, oh, yeah, like, it's such a great, like, understanding of this, that, and the other. It's just like, no, he just kind of picked, picked one and then said, yeah, picked one. that's probably the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you didn't go right. back and check, try he... the other one. It's like, yep, because it was terrible. But also he, yeah, yeah, this is like, he says, mm-hmm. he's like, it was the best choice I ever made, or actually, is that actually what I'm saying? Maybe it was the worst decision. Right. Um, which, that's the part that I was like, I, I kind of wanted her to hit, because that is just such an ambiguous statement. It made mm-hmm. all the difference. Well, I hate my life. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, what if, what if he was going down the path and he had a destination in mind? Like, he's like, mm-hmm. I know that uh, well, this is supposed to lead mm-hmm. me to this town. And he's like, well, I'll take this path. That should lead me there. Maybe it leads into a completely different place, and he never makes it to that place. Right. And he's like, well, and I took this path, and that made all the difference, because I mm-hmm. never was able to get to where I was going. Right. Or maybe it took him to where he was going. So he's like, well, that made all the difference. Thanks. Thank goodness I took that path. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, 
it's an it's i mean and i guess that's the point of poetry to speak in ways that that makes you, you can think take, about it yeah you can take your own meaning kind right of thing, so so and and she makes that point too mm-hmm. which which i think was good before she even delved into it she was like there's no right or wrong answer when looking at art you know mm-hmm. she's like my answer might be a little more correct from you because <laughs> i'm looking at it in the context of the other words in mm-hmm. the poem and finding meaning through that, which is what the whole work is saying to me. So, you know, she's like, I think I have some justification for my reasoning, mm-hmm. but you don't have to take it as correct. If you don't want to, you don't have to take what the author says the meaning of it is. If you don't want to, like that's what art is. So I thought that was a very, she was very diplomatic about it, which I think you have to be. You know, we we had a whole thing about what art is and what you can do with it. Yeah. Way back in the day. And, uh, and uh, anyways. So, I thought it... Um, I thought it interesting. And so, I thought I would uh, bring it up and, and talk about that. So. No, I appreciate Something that. Something new that I learned or a new perspective that I got to look at um today mm-hmm. so there you go so um that's that's exactly what the new is man something new exactly for you to share with all of us you got it um and so <laughs> my my new today um i whew, i do not appreciate plumbing i appreciate plumbing excuse me i appreciate it but i am just not excited for plumbing projects in in general i mean we talked a little bit about you know your plumbing situation you know before pod and it's just here's here's the scenario so um (laughs) Uh, I took I took the the time and got the like adapter to blow out my sprinklers before winter, right? Winterize uh, my sprinkler uh-huh. system, right? Sprinklers, and, man. Yeah, sprinklers are the worst. Because um, my this is this is like why my mom zero scaped our yard or had us zero scape the yard. She uh-huh. did, um, and everything at least in the front is because. She's like, whenever you turn on sprinklers in the spring, they never just come on. There's always a problem. Like, oh, they're, yeah. they're sitting there for a couple of months, and then some crazy gremlins have destroyed something in them. They were working perfectly fine, and you took all the time to winterize them before, before and there's just something terrible. So, right. Yeah, so basically... Um, blew out the sprinklers, and so I'm like, okay, should be okay. Our um, blowback valve, the vacuum valve that we had, was is pretty crappy in general. Like, I couldn't close. Like, you don't want to close it, right? But right. one of the ball valves, um, like on it, it was just so 
not rusted, but so seized over from the hard water that oh. it just, just, you just couldn't do anything. Like I tried with like a wrench and everything. And it's, it's right at that point where I'm like, if I try any harder, I will break this. <laughs> like I'm either going right. to break this thing or I'm going to break the pipe that it's connected to or something. So like, you know, there's like that whole, like, Ooh, I'm getting to that, that crucial like breaking point kind of a thing so anyway so that's been that was just you know it was on full blast and it's been on full blast for however many years and whatever whatever so um i'm like i'm gonna have to replace this thing eventually well turns out i had to replace it this year because turned on (laughs) the water and Uh there's just a hairline crack in one of the in in it that if i left it on and had my sprinklers run all all the time it would just you know be running all day like just bring this little stream all day every day and so i'm like that's just not possible so um but then we get into this whole okay now i have to get a new part First, I have to get this thing apart, right, to, to get that piece of it off that's broken. Right. And now I have to get a new part to replace it. And I can't just look at a pipe and know, like, the diameter and, like, all that kind of different stuff. So I have to, like, take it apart so I can take it to Home Depot and, like, right, start so literally just... piece with you? Yeah, start literally just picking right. stuff off the shelf and just, like, does this fit? Does this fit? Match whatever, it. whatever. Right, yeah. right, 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 we already right. talked about, like, when I tried to do my... What's it called? Uh, uh, take out my water softener and had to go to Home Depot, like, three times in you know, right. 40 minutes kind of, or like <laughs> four hours or whatever. It's always like two extra trips to home yeah. people than you think a project's going to take. Exactly. <laughs> this one was, works, this one was two different home depots because oh. they, like I went to Lowe's and they were out of like so many PVC parts that like I ordered them online to make sure that they were there, but the order split between two because one had this part and the other one had this part. It was just, ugh. Anyway. Oh my gosh. So, um, so basically to kind of give people an idea of what, what I'm dealing with here is there's a shutoff at the, at the sidewalk, right? Uh, And that's, and I shut that off in the winter and then I went to the thing that sticks up out of the ground to make sure that there's, it's not going to be, um, you know, blown back into the, like into the rest of the water system. Um, there's a hose valve on there that I attached an air compressor to and blew the, all the water out of the sprinkler system so that all my underground water and sprinkler heads wouldn't burst with water, with ice. Well, uh-huh. um, the thing that I have to replace is basically it comes up out of the ground, um, has this couple of valve system, and then goes back into the ground with like that hose bib on it. So it's just like a U, an upside down U. You know, okay. essentially with yeah. a lot, a couple of components. So I'm like, okay. So I start taking it apart, take it all apart, figure out the pieces I need. And my stepbrother who's in town, he's like, you're probably going to have to. It's like, I would just dig down and just replace that whole assembly 
like because you don't know what's going on under the ground and everything now like if that's broken all this kind of different stuff and i'm like trying to do this as cheaply as possible we'll see well as i'm cleaning the threads once my part comes in because i have to special uh -huh. order it because nobody has like inch you know they all have like you know three eighths blah 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 oh for real yeah so it's basically two galvanized uh, steel pipes sticking out of the ground with like threading on the top that I'm working with. Um, okay. And I have to replace pretty much everything above that. Um, well, I'm, st I'm cleaning the threads so that like of the Teflon tape and everything so I can put new Teflon tape in. And as I'm cleaning it, literally it's just disintegrating like in front oh, of me. And I just see no. this huge hole just like start to develop as I'm like and I'm just like, oh my gosh. He's right. He's right. Now I have to just like, so I have to like dig it out. And it's only, you know, they're only 18 inches, but I have to dig like a foot into the ground, find out where they, you know, hook into the rest of the system. Then get the great pleasure of trying to break loose these things that have been there for like 25 years, <laughs> which was already yeah. a challenge enough to to get them because I, I had to again it's that whole breaking point thing like i had stephanie like you know holding like these pliers on it and stuff and she's like because like trying to get this part off and everything and she's like it's like are, it's like are we scratching like the tube or like you know scratching the pipe and i'm like there is so much calcium on this pipe that you are doing it a favor <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, 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 there's like, it's literally like a tooth has grown over this thing, man. Like, it is, so like, um, so I have to break loose all these connections and it's just like so frustrating. And then, um, oh, go to t two different Home Depots to get the parts and then put it all in. And then it's like, and then it's just like, this seal isn't tight enough or like the like i have to like retape and like oh no i didn't do uh, this this part isn't tight enough so now i have to take it all apart again because that's the other part of this is like since it's a u and like plumbing in general like especially right, th threaded like right. yeah threaded plumbing is like you have to do it in a specific order because this thing has to be attached and then you can attach this thing and then you screw it in and then you're done like at that point like you almost can't unless you put in a special union like you can't get it undone you know right a lot of times and so you're just and like, everything has to go in a certain orientation too mm -hmm. so it yeah, might the flow, not be as tight yeah. as it could be yeah on the thread right mm -hmm. so like there was like a thing like because I was replacing 18-inch pipe with 24-inch pipe, and I'm like, should I cut it? And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to cut it because then I'm going to have to, you know, like, it's already perfectly even right now. I'm just going to deal with it being longer than it should be and, like, all this kind of different stuff. But, like, right. I've got five different seals, and each of them are leaking at different times, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this, like – because I got to wait and I got to dry everything off and I got to wait and it's just like I got to run to the like run around <laughs> to the yard and turn it on slowly slowly make sure it doesn't like just burst everything I'm like right. you know, oh nope now it's dripping so I now to go run off turn it off flush it out reseal everything like 
you know, take it apart, reseal it all. And it was just like this whole project. And at that point, then I got the fun task of running all the sprinklers. <laughs> Once I got that whole thing done, I'm like, sweet. Now I can actually right. test my sprinklers and see if they all work. And then got to go around to, you know, oh, this sprinkler head's clogged and this one is facing a weird direction and this one, you know, didn't pop right. up and that whole, that whole thing. So like, and that's the thing with plumbing is like the problem with plumbing is plumbing doesn't stop. If you make a mistake <laughs> with plumbing, it's not like, cause like, let's pretend you had an issue with your electric like you can just like turn off that circuit breaker and be like okay that is next week's project like sorry there's no there's no power in the bedroom because you know i gotta fix something right or like you know if it's carpentry it's like you know it's like okay this is at least isolated to this whatever but like plumbing a lot of times it's like is this is gonna drip and it's going to cost me money and it's going to be terrible and it's just going to ruin something because right. this thing is just going to be just that little boop, 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 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> like right. it will not stop. And there's a lot of pressure and everything. And so I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you, you have to stop and you have to do this right. So you have to do it all over again. Because if you just go, eh, it's just a tiny thing, that's fine. And bury it, and it's just going to screw you so badly. Right. And it's the tiniest little thing. So that's why plumbing is not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's why plumbers make a lot of money. Because that's right, man. They, they have a very crucial uh, part in our modern lives. And that's that's our show, I think. That's it, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. there's just like so many different parts and so many different things, and just like, ugh, yeah. Anyway, dude, I hear you, man. Yeah. I, uh, you. I don't. I don't envy you. I hope. <laughs> I hope you have a green lawn this summer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and like, like with all that trouble, it's like. I didn't even start because it's like, don't water, like you're, we're in a drought and don't water till Mother's Day and water only once a week. And I'm like, you know what? It's been a month since you said I could water. I'm going to water every day this week because that's what I deserve. I've been holding out. <laughs> I will say this though. I got, like I said, I got a digital, no, not digital, a smart sprinkler system. Right. And boy, howdy. It was worth it even in the first day to be able to just be like, okay, test this zone. All right, that sprinkler head's not working. I'm going to put a little vice grip oh. on it so the sprinkler head doesn't go down. Stop. They all It stops. Fix it. Test. Turns them all back on. And I'm doing it like, like I've turned on each zone probably like five or six times, like within like, 30 with like 30 seconds each time and i'm like i don't have to run back and forth i don't have to like be yelling at somebody right. or i don't even have That's to be great. going to the box you know like screwing the little thing right. on and i'm like this is 
exactly what I wanted. So that <laughs> that aspect of it, I'm like, that was beautiful. It was so awesome. such a good, and it was like 100% rebated by the state. So really, it was free, basically. That's great, dude. That's it's cool. Free upgrade. So yeah, smart water systems because you just that's yeah, just controlling it by your phone was just amazing. So, but that is all nice. of our show. So with that plug, not sponsored. Yes. <laughs> uh, all the stuff we said in the beginning, play that back to yourself, and we're good. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we appreciate you, you guys. Thanks much. Thanks, guys. And you can't take it with you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.